0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica.
1: Our football insider Mike Tannenbaum says, "If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance." He's referring to the AFC. What about the NFC? Are there just two teams that have a chance? Still, in the banner was hit the open. On your mark, get set, go.
0: You are listening to Ken Lavica Live,
2: presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. <laughs> Turn it
0: up! From the Anajar and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVecca live on ESPN 1063. We
1: saw the football equivalent, the trade equivalent, of jamming your big toe into your bedpost yesterday. The Washington commanders went out and said, How can we do the most underwhelming thing possible? Let's go Carson Wentz. But did it actually help in the NFC landscape? I don't know what football is anymore. Ken LeVick alive here on ESPN 106.3. It is a Thursday edition, and I am in Frisco, Texas. I'm at the Conference USA Basketball Tournament. That means that Florida Atlantic won last night FAU is into the quarterfinals. they'll take on UAB tonight and so I'm hanging out at the Stars the Dallas Cowboys practice facility speaking of teams in the NFC that haven't been to the Super Bowl Uh, and since it's Thursday that means that we require the services of we desire the services of the show mom she is queen mother of ESPN West Palm she is Keely Ferguson WPTV News Channel 5 WFLX Fox 29 Uh, Keely once again i i can't see your smiling face I but know, uh, I'm, I'm smiling at you if you trust me on that
2: i do tr- i do trust that you are you know the queen mother though is she's dead uh, well she is dead yes but she became the queen mother when elizabeth became the queen because they call her that because she's old right right, right so but you're calling me the queen mother no here's it's, like, it's a
1: sign of respect because um it?
2: me fix it I am skin, a- clean it up I love I
1: love the British monarchy and I do too. Uh, one of the things that you might not know about me is that I I study it often and yeah. uh, I'm very into no not really but it's a oh, set of respect
2: I, I was just I was just about to grill you on no, something no, no 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 but please do
1: let's see how I can BS my way out of this
2: okay tell me the line of secession
1: secession yes. um boy like for, for now currently
2: yeah fool. Uh, Queen Elizabeth no. For, for like in ten years, no, now
1: uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if we were going back to Queen Mary. I have no idea. Well, tell uh, me how
2: Elizabeth became queen. Why is uh, she queen? Because she's not supposed to be. Well, queen. because her father her
1: father ended up uh, taking over as king because his brother advocated the throne because he dare dare get remarried. Right? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's because she-
2: we wanted to marry a celebrity too. She wasn't nobility. Yeah, right,
1: right. Well, they're very snooty over there. A little uh, bit. And you can quote me on that, Britain. Uh, and so uh, that's how she became. Now it's Prince Charles. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Prince William mm-hmm. after him. And then after that, I'm not real sure who's the one who got naked in Vegas that one time. Harry.
2: See, ain't wrong. Oh. I mean, yes, it's Harry, but that's not how it goes.
1: Him, his name is Harry. And also, yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, so, 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 yes. That is, that is the extent of. I, I promise you, it was not disrespectful. You are the Queen Mother of ESPN West Palm, meaning you are noble, meaning yes. you are wise, meaning that you demand and command respect um, uh, okay. because of all that you have done in your life.
2: And just FYI, after after William, it's his three kids. Oh, then, really? yeah, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> then it goes Harry. And then it go Harry's kids.
1: Oh, all right. So
2: meaning, they Harry will never be king of England.
1: Poor Harry. Well, also everybody's mad at him because he Again? got married to Meghan Markle. Oh,
2: but that, but I think that's why he got married to Meghan Markle. Other than the fact that he loved her, but he was like, listen, listen, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna marry a married black woman. I'm gonna marry an American. <laughs> I'm gonna marry a divorcee. I'm gonna marry somebody older than me, and I'm gonna marry a married commoner. And an actress. And you know what? You can't do anything about it. You know why? Because I'm never going to be king. William and Kate had three kids.
1: Yeah. And living in castles is lame. They're damp and they're overrated, <laughs> and so I'm going to go live in a house in Beverly Hills. Life is good.
2: <laughs> I like it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Keeley Ferguson, WPTV News, Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. He's at the controls of this show. They, Keeley and Stone, are in the Anna Charleving Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the Intracoastal. I haven't checked, so I have no idea what the conditions are in downtown West Palm Beautiful. Beach. Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful, the sparkling and gorgeous Intracoastal. Uh, Keely, I I'm starting to doubt all that I thought I knew about football. Just Uh, today? Yeah, I mean, this has been seeping in over I don't know the last decade, but it's really come to a head now. It's bothering me. Here's the problem: because I'm here in Frisco, uh, and FAU doesn't play till 9:30 tonight. Didn't play till 9:30 last night. I I have a lot of time on my hands. Mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of thinking. That I've been doing,
0: okay?
2: Mm-hmm. and That's always dangerous. It's I always like, dangerous. I feel like I want to sing Gaston. <laughs> but Le- Lefou, my friend, I've been thinking a dangerous pastime. Is that Beauty and the Beast? It is. Gaston. He was buff. And so you're our Gaston.
1: <laughs> awesome. That actually, it makes me feel really good. He's the bad guy, though, right? He is. Ah, oh, that sucks. Um, but uh, I don't know. I want to. I want to play Mike Tannenbaum because mm-hmm. this is all based off of this. Our football insider here on Ken Levick Alive. He does moonlights at ESPN. This is his main role here on <laughs> Ken Levick Alive. But he was uh, he was on this morning with Max Kellerman, Jay Williams, and uh, and Keyshawn Johnson, and he was talking about the AFC and was talking about quarterbacks. And here's what here's what Mike Tannenbaum had to say about the landscape in the AFC.
0: I think this is an absolute win-win. I mean, there's so many layers to this. I think first of all, it's a huge win for the Broncos because without him, you have no hope. You know if we were talking about European soccer and this whole notion guys being relegated, I think if you're an AOC team, if you don't have Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Herbert and now Russell Wilson, you have no hope, zero. Your season's over before it ever began. So Denver has a seat at the table, and we got to remember this guys. The Rams were the four seed last year, not the first seed. So, obviously, you you want to win as many games as possible. But there could be one of those teams in the AFC, be it Denver or the Chargers, that comes in second or third in the AFC West, let's say, and they could still win the title. And so,
1: the AFC is stacked, Keeley. We know that. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's just quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. And the AFC West is ridiculous, right? Because now you have uh, Patrick Mahomes, and you have Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson, and you have Justin Herbert, and you have Derek Carr, which, by the way... Mike Stone, can we stop trying to force Derek Carr into the category of those other three? <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, it's tough. It, stop it, trying it, to it, make him a thing. It's, it's not, yeah. not trying to make Derek Carr happy. not, not like, his fault he's there.
1: We're trying to jam a square peg in a round hole here. I like Derek Carr, but he ain't those three.
3: I will tell you one thing. He will be up for the challenge, though. I think him more than anybody will invite those games. Like, he'll be excited to play in those games.
1: Keely, I'm going to ask you a question to Stone, okay? Mm-hmm. And I want you to pay close attention to this. Uh, Stone, that analysis you just made, how personally do you know Derek Carr?
3: Very personal. We actually um, went out to lunch at Lindberger's the other day in <laughs> <Lindberg>. Delray Beach.
1: <laughs> I love Stone. Stone, because he's a quarterback, so he's got that quarterback mindset, mm-hmm. he feels like he he can say, Derek Carr, I know he's up to the challenge. Because I think that they all have a similar (laughs) connection. They're wired the same way. So Stone Mm -hmm. would be up for the challenge. So he assumes Derek Carr will be. I'm not arguing that. I just think it's funny. Because I like to see how Stone's quarterback mind works.
3: I love that. That was very accurate. And (laughs) and and we do relate in that sense. Like, you think Derek Carr... Would tell you openly that he's gonna shy away from these oh, guys? No. Hell no.
1: No, he's not gonna shy away. I also don't think it doesn't it really doesn't matter what he does. Yeah, he's doesn't. not those three guys. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Like let's just be abundantly clear. But we're talking about the AFC, Keely. Mm-hmm. What about the NFC? Because as good as the AFC is with quarterbacks, uh, we're starting to get into tumbleweed territory with the NFC. There's Aaron Rodgers who is We don't know where he's gonna be. Yeah, uh, he he he's he says he's going back to Green Bay. We haven't seen an extension. We don't know if he's going to go to Canada get immunized. If he's going to be licking bark with his with his now girlfriend, apparently we don't know what he's going to do. But he, from a quarterback standpoint, is that water oasis in the desert, right? Uh, you see the heat waves in the distance, but then you say, ah, there's Aaron Rad- Rodgers, salvation. Okay, uh, Matthew Stafford, he's like the 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 berries on a bush in the desert. You don't know where your sustenance is coming from, but there there it is. My God, a handful of berries. I can survive another two days. Fantastic. After that, it's just tumbleweed and skeletons and death. Because I don't know <laughs> in the NFC what's next. As good and as plentiful with quarterbacks as the AFC is, mm-hmm. after Rogers and Stafford what is the next best option? What team, what quarterback is the most Super Bowl capable? And I honestly don't have a clue. I make fun of Carson Wentz, and he is the equivalent of jamming your foot into the bedpost in the dark at 3 a.m. from a trade perspective. That's one of the most underwhelming trades that I've ever seen. But does he make Washington at least uh, capable of making a postseason run. I don't know who's next in this conversation.
2: Well, because they're in the NFC East, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, Although, right. Side, side note, I only claim the Cowboys when people are talking mess about them, which is really all the time. You you gave some shade to the Cowboys, and you're a Bears fan.
1: I know. Ooh, I and know. a
2: Dolphins fan.
1: I know. No, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> and, you I, threw, hey. and you
2: threw the Super Bowl in there. Like, cut that out. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, yes, it's been a long time since... They win. I almost pulled a stone and said we, but it, that's just not. I, I can't even do that.
1: <laughs> I do like the idea of Keeley quarterback, though. Me, <laughs> uh, but I am. So as I sit here, though, and and I'm I'm in this building, Keeley. This is a palace. I'd just be
2: calling Omaha all the
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> this this Dallas that would be amazing. Actually, this <laughs> Dallas Cowboys practice facility is a palace. I mean, it is it is gorgeous. I mean, there are. There are NFL, like, stadiums that wish they were this Cowboys practice facility, and it's a shame, a shame that the Cowboys can't win a single playoff game.
2: Yeah. I will tell you this. Good, bad, or indifferent. The, the reason that Jarrah can be in the business of his team, which, for all intents and purposes, he shouldn't be because it hasn't necessarily worked out so well. And, and by like, the I... way,
1: con- congratulations to Jerry on his new daughter. We'll talk about that later on in the show.
3: Mm, can't wait. Oh, yep. Lord.
2: Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, we get all the tea from Ken. But <laughs> the man is going to spend some money. He's got those facilities. I haven't been to that facility, their practice facility in Frisco. But um, their stadium, I went Ugh. when it first opened. Yeah. A- amazing.
1: Yeah. It is, it, it is absurd. There's no reason for it to, ex- to ex- exist. It seems inhuman. It's, it's incredible. But then there's the subject of the Cowboys mm-hmm. quarterback. Dak Prescott, who I like. I mean, Stone can attest to it. I like Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott has a concerning lack of playoff wins. He has a concerning track record of injuries. And so this is where, if you go through the line of NFC quarterbacks, you just don't know who actually, if their name isn't Aaron Rodgers, who has enough trouble himself getting to a Super Bowl, or Matt Stafford, who... uh, was able to limp his way into the Super Bowl and win it. Who is the most Super Bowl-capable quarterback after Rodgers and Stafford in the NFC? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us, at KLV1063 on Twitter. But 888-760-3776, if the name ain't Rodgers, if the name ain't Stafford, who in the NFC is most Super Bowl capable? Conventional wisdom, Keeley, tells you Dak Prescott probably, right?
2: Right, but you know what? While you were saying that, I was thinking about the importance of no disrespect to what Mike Tannenbaum said. Obviously, he has way more experience with scouting and all of that no, than do. No, disrespect I him. Do it. Do no, it. I, do no it. I would never disrespect him because then he, he may go to ESPN regularly and then moonlight here, and we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. We want this to still be his full-time job. Exactly. Football Insider and Ken Live. Exactly. It, exactly.
2: But <laughs> I, I think that what – if nothing else, Matt Stafford has showed us the importance of being on the right team, being in the right system. Because uh-huh. because before February 13th, if he were still with the Lions you, and we had this conversation, he wouldn't be in it.
1: Right. And oh, so, yeah, without question. Because
2: my thought was when you were talking about Dak, I was trying to rack my brain and, and remember how long he's been in the league. Was it five years now? This is, I
1: think, year, year? Five, uh, it's six? five or six. I can't remember. It's five or six.
2: So, but my, Thank you,
1: Stone.
2: But, what, but and my point is, my point is think about how long Matt Stafford has been in the league compared to that and how long it took him to win a Super Bowl. And we had put him out to pasture, but he gets with the new team, gets re-energized. Is that what it's going to take for someone like a Dak for we to we start having Maybe, these conversations? But
1: how are the Cowboys not the right situation? That's the thing. And you're right. We were about to old yeller Stafford. And then he was given a reprieve, <laughs> like a, Just a hold
2: up, timeout. Stone, do you know the reference? I do, and I loved it. Just checking, because <laughs> you know Stone the baby. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Old Yeller is an old movie. Well, I uh,
1: it. I get this. So you know how Jeanette on Wednesdays does her uh, her movie review here on the show? Yeah. She did Blue Chips uh, oh. this week, and uh, no, I've
2: never seen that. You
1: haven't seen it, but you
2: know of it, right? Yes, you know I, do. The I do.
1: I So, but Stone Stone when that was pr- Jeanette's the one who proposed it for herself, and Stone goes. What's that? Like, that's how big a baby he
3: is. I said, haven't seen it. I didn't say, what's that? Okay?
1: <laughs> See? So, no. Get it right. Uh, now he's defensive, I know. <laughs> but, but how are the Cowboys not? How are the Cowboys not that situation? And now Amari Cooper is apparently going bye-bye. Like, let's just go through these teams here. Like, Dak Prescott, he's in the conversation, right, mm-hmm. as the NFC quarterback most capable, not Rodgers or Stafford. Then there's Daniel Jones. <sighs> You know you're in a bad spot when the conversation today is, well, how much more valuable has Mitch Trubisky become for the Giants?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Next, that's not
1: good. Yeah, Uh, Jalen Hurts.
3: Nothing, nothing to say, but we have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. Like this isn't a wait and see league. This is a you got to go and you got to get it. Justin Fields, he's clearly not there. Jared Goff, yeah, that ain't happening. What about Kirk Cousins? I mean, Keeley, what about Kirk Cousins? Who I think Vikings fans are largely done with. I think uh, it, fan base is also mm-hmm. being sick of their quarterback in the NFC is mm-hmm. prevalent. I don't think Vikings fans are in on Kirk Cousins.
2: Well, but you better be. This is this is who. This is who you. Listen, this who you married to right now. You better make it work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that better, actually is a perfect way
2: of you better putting make that. it work.
1: Uh, Matt Ryan, who's without. Is he still playing? Yeah, he's he's still there. <laughs> Chill out. I didn't he's even mean it there. like
2: that. It's just as you know, there are some people that are playing for so long, like when they're not Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, because he always ends up in the news for dating like yeah. random celebrity, yeah. <laughs> even pre-vaccination stuff. He was just always dating the most random celebrity. It felt like you're like you date you dating her, right? I. <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing with Matt
1: Ryan. Uh, you can make a case. He's the most unremarkable quarterback in NFL history. Like, he's got uh, – I'm talking about, like, full package. Like, he mm-hmm, – he mm-hmm. good quarterback. Got him to a Super Bowl, put mm-hmm. up big numbers. But nobody knows anything about him other than the fact that he's a quarterback. I ah, went to Boston College, and then he has no personality. He's like if a saltine cracker had a successful NFL career. Like, that's – Th- that's Matt Ryan, consistent, salty, mm, good, uh, but also is it
2: because he's white? Well, you know what? what? You as, I saying, as I was saying, as I was saying, cracker,
1: I was like, ah, yes. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm, I, I, I definitely that was not intended, but also I'm not going to lie, I feel like I cracked myself up there. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, uh, but then Carolina, Like, who right
2: now Carolina's quarterback, yes. Would you argue that, and this is, again, no disrespect to Russell Wilson, because obviously he has some Super Bowls, but would you have argued that Mm pre-Sierra about Russell Wilson? No, because there's a difference. Unremarkable. I mean, he was good. He's good. He's consistent, but (sighs) it's not.
3: He's a bona fide. Baller in the league. I mean, he had to have been in the conversation. No, but I think no, what guess-
1: Keely's saying, like personality, is sort of like the right. majority of what mm. we're talking about here. Right. And, and Matt
2: Ryan again. you are talking he- about memorable people. When you are like, yeah. uh, now, see me going, oh, he's still playing. I
3: mean, Here's you'll never the- forget laying in bed, Seattle. I am coming back. Yeah, baby. that's it's
2: the thing.
1: He, he. I, I mean, I'll tell you this, Keely, and I, I appreciate you being on because I can, I can say things like this, and you won't be like, <gasps> I think he had the it, it, at least exuded enough. Like cool blackness for us to be like. Not cool
2: blackness. I can't.
1: All right, Uh, I can't. So like that. Like Stone says. Like in that in that in that bedroom scene with Sierra. uh, (laughs) It's because he
2: started dating Sierra with his first wife. I don't know if he was that cool. Maybe
1: it took Sierra to pull that out of him. Okay, but uh, have you seen (laughs) Sierra dance? Yeah, he does. Oh man! But here is the thing about it's not that he was unremarkable. It's that he was just corny, right? Like what? Russell you say was, You say corny. was? I was going to say. Did you if, say was? You say
2: was? <laughs> Go Hawks.
1: Okay. God thanks, bless. So Hawks.
2: Hawks. So wait a minute. What is the opposite of what is the opposite of cool black? If you're not cool black, what do you? uh
1: Let me think of an example here. You, I don't. You're stand.
2: Who's the um? Who's, <laughs> uh, who's the? i am not done uh, even get in the conversation. I just want to hear what <laughs> Ken's thoughts the, are. The it.
1: physicist who's all over the place. Ben uh, Carson. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. he's a physicist. brain surgeon. He's a brain uh, surgeon. The, the the physicist who had the special on Fox, who is sort of like the celebrity smart guy, he's like the Black Bill Nye, I can't remember. Okay. Um, uh, oh, I,
2: Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah, Neil
1: deGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. That's like like nerdy black guy.
2: Okay. Okay? Got
1: gotcha. it. <laughs> okay. The, the the Black Bill Nye is where I went with that as well. I'm not proud of that. So,
2: um, so what's the white equivalent?
1: What's uh, cool man. white guy
2: and nerdy white
1: guy? Oh uh, cool white guy's Tyler Hero.
2: <laughs> I think there's a cool white guy in the studio that would beg to differ.
3: Yeah, I mean I think that that one's a, a little bit of a stretch. I mean I think he's in like, <laughs> what? in like another category. Let's go Joe Burrow. Let's keep it like let's keep it simple. No,
1: because I still think he's nerdy cool. Joe dude. Burrow? Yeah. Especially Burrow? that
2: outfit he wore. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, here's the
1: thing. He may say all he wants, oh this has always been my style. No way. Like, someone's dressing him. Someone's told him to yeah. go this, like, Jim McMahon direction, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, or, Theo, and, or
2: maybe it was his style, and he couldn't figure out how to put it together.
1: Yeah, 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 And that's fine. But also, I think that part of his appeal is that he, it maybe is cool, cool, to, he's the cool white guy to some people, but he's the nerdy, cool, because there can be nerdy, cool, mm-hmm. nerdy, cool white guy to other people. Like, that's why I like him, but I think he's got some nerd in him. I think part of his appeal is that he dresses like he dresses, and mm-hmm. he looks like he looks, which is like a nerd. Right. Okay. Like,
2: okay.
1: I, I mean, I just Theo in Stone tried to make the case to me that he was naturally cool, and I refuse. it. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not going to that place. Tyler Hero has much more natural coolness than uh, Joe Burrow does. <laughs> I
2: just that. plead the fifth and all of it because <laughs> I'm like, and maybe because I'm I've aged out. You're, you're, yeah. I've aged out. See, now see, now, I'm like, now I'm like, listen, this is what's cool to me. What's your 401k looking like? What's your stock options <laughs> looking like? Uh, you know, yeah, you yeah, going, yeah. Or, or, can you change a diaper? Right, right, right. You know, are yeah. you willing to learn to change you're a more, diaper? You're, you're not more into bur- life baby? skills.
1: Yeah. yeah. Life skills are what I'm is piquing your interest now, not fashion. I <laughs> go, no, uh, like, oh, Lululemon. Uh, so Carolina, uh, I don't know who their quarterback is. Like Stone, can you help me with this? Yeah, year? The quarterback I mean, as
3: of right now. Now it's Sam Darnold.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, that's funny. I'll tell you
3: what, he'll be up for the task,
1: though. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well done. Here's the Uh good
2: thing with all of this. Somebody's got to go to playoffs. Yeah, the NFC South is empty. Yeah. So somebody's yeah. got to go. We have Jameis. We have Jameis. <laughs> you have Winston. one-legged yeah, Jameis no, coming uh, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: he's going to look like a pirate. He's going to have a peg leg next year oh, um, with, uh, with New with You are a Jameis hater. No, I, I love Jameis. Mm-hmm. I just, um, maybe he can use a crab leg. And then there's, there's See, Tampa. there you go with that, <laughs> There he <is>.
2: goes. <laughs> you know Ken and I had a fight on air about that yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, really we ridiculous.
1: definitely did. Um, but Tampa Bay. Also, they have a, a gaping hole at the most yeah. important position. On the field, uh, then there's Kyler Murray, but he hates his team right now. Like he and he's coming off of uh, consistently throwing the ball to the other team in his playoff <laughs> debut, so his fan base isn't exactly enthused by him. Uh, the Niners, this is the thing, Jimmy G. Everybody in San Fran's ready to see Jimmy G. go, but he's been to two Super Bowls. How do you uh, how do you wrap your mind around that? And then there's Seattle. Who is it <laughs> right now? Ellinger, Gosh. Stone,
3: yeah. It's Ellinger and it's um, Jacob Eason.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, I just vomited all over my lap.
3: Hey, I, I, I will say, I don't know, Keely, if you're familiar with Jacob Eason, but you want to talk about cool white guys? He is a cool-ass white guy. Is he? Yes, he is.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm going to check.
3: You could check him out.
2: Like, back in my younger days, I knew what that looked like. You know, a, a, a cool guy. But times like have I said, changed.
1: Times have changed. Like 6'5", long flowing now, hair. No, well, I mean,
3: wow.
2: I've been a, a long-flowing hair girl. That's not, that's not my thing. I
3: wouldn't say it's long-flowing. It's got some volume.
2: It's not, never been my thing. Okay. You can't have more hair products than me.
3: Good thing I shaved my arm. <laughs>
2: that's not, it's not my thing. I mean, you know, hey, like, listen, if that's your thing, that floats your boat, I'm cool with that. If you like it, I love it. That's just not my thing.
1: I, I don't know. I'm a know. facial hair
2: girl, though. I wish my husband would let his grow his grow out. Oh, uh, tell
1: him to let it go. I like do. It,
2: he won't. Yeah. But here's <laughs> the thing.
1: When I started growing a beard, it was a little itchy, and then you get over it. Your skin adjusts, and then it's smooth sailing from there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll talk him into it one day.
1: Yeah, that's right. Tell him if he needs any tips. I got him. Um, so <laughs> I just, I don't know. I suppose it's Dak. Dak after Rodgers and Stafford is the most Super Bowl-capable quarterback, but I see no body of work to suggest that he can actually do that. Carson Wentz, he's made of porcelain. I don't know. And again, you gave up two third-round picks. Third-round picks. Maybe one switches to a second in a couple of years. But for a guy that we're going to have a serious discussion about whether or not he can help lead a team to the Super Bowl, a guy who was worth two third-round picks? Uh Uh-uh. I'm having a hard time with that. I suppose it's Dak, but someone make a case... For someone not Rodgers or Stafford, that is a Super Bowl-capable quarterback in the NFC. Because Mike Tannenbaum says in the AFC, if you don't have a quarterback, you're dead. But what about the NFC? Because we're going through a drought. We're in the Sahara, and we got nothing. If there's not the watery oasis of Aaron Rodgers and the scrumptious berries on a bush of Matt Stafford, then it looks like imminent death. I don't know who the Super Bowl quarterback is in the NFC. Not Rodgers, not Stafford. 888-760-3776, 888 888- Seven six zero three seven seven six, and you can tweet at us at KLV one zero six three. I need help on this because I am lost. Because I believe in the position, uh, but I don't know after Rodgers and Stafford who the hell is capable of appearing in a Super Bowl in the AFC. There's twelve guys you could see as a Super Bowl quarterback in the NFC. It's like two two eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Ken Levick Alive is presented by. The fau MBA Sport Management Program, title sponsor of this program, Dr. Jim Reardon. He is the equivalent of a Super Bowl champion quarterback in the sports business world because he has put together a program that has stood the test of time. He has what we call in the business a legacy. 22 years of leading the fau MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the fau MBA Sport Management Program. Sign up for fall semester classes now. It can take them on campus in Boca Raton or online. It's up to you. This is how you get into the sports industry. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. If the name's not Rogers or Stafford, who is the most Super Bowl capable quarterback in the NFC? 888-760- 3776. 888-760- 3776. She's Keeley Ferguson. WPTV News Channel 5. WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 1063.
0: From the NHR and the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBeca live on ESPN 106.3. Mike Tannenbaum
1: quote: If you don't have a quarterback in the AFC, you don't have a chance. All right, that's one half of football. What about the other half of football? What about the NFC? What about the NFC? I. Uh, because I I, I can think of two quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, and then after that, I don't know who the Super Bowl-capable quarterback is. I take a lot of pride in doing this show and trying to be a beacon, trying to be someone who can guide the sports fan of Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, but I'm at a loss right now. I do not know other than, I suppose, Dak and – Whoa, Carson Wentz. I don't know who I think is Super Bowl capable, and that's a stretch. I mean, I am fully stretched on that, like groin is about to tear stretched. Ken Levick Alive is presented by... The
0: FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash mbasport.
1: I'm Ken LaVicca. She's Keeley Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Keeley is in the confines of our Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. I am on the move, presented by Brightline, because I am in Keeley's home state of mm-hmm. Texas. Mm-hmm. I am in Frisco, Texas, at the That's Dallas Cowboys practice facility for College basketball. Right now, uh, some red-hot women's basketball quarterfinal action, Keeley, that I'm uh, witnessing. Rice and Charlotte uh, and Old Dominion and North Texas are playing mm. right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I'm here is not because I came to watch the women's basketball tournament. It's because uh, I am the play-by-play voice of FAU, Florida Atlantic, in the men's quarterfinals tonight, uh, and they take on UAB. So big one, big one. It, it is a big one. FAU's never made it past the quarterfinals of this uh uh, so, uh, we'll see. But I'm probably going to take a nap later because I'm very old and I can't go straight through to 9.30 Eastern Time when this game starts uh, without a little nap-nap time.
2: You know what, though, Ken? I mean, yes, you are old. We're mm-hmm. old. That's Okay. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I would argue that really once you get past like 26, what are you still? Are you 24, 25 yet?
3: I'm 23.
2: 23. You got baby. about three more years, and then you going to start needing a midday nap, just yeah. so you know. Because we always think it's once you're past 30 or past 40, It hits you earlier. It hits you way earlier than people think. Definitely by 28, you're like, mm-mm. This well, going out and hanging out, this... This is for the birds.
1: And this is where I always say my hangovers began to last days at like age 26 mm-hmm. and that is when you start using the w word that's when you start getting washed and so <laughs> i think i think needing a nap or running out of energy in the early afternoon that is in the same neighborhood keely like that's a sign of being washed and i guess i'm curious uh, when did you realize you were washed at what age did you realize I don't you were know what that washed? means
2: you don't know I what feel that, like I feel like that's a boy word that I don't know It's what it means. totally not. It means is you're it? just
1: not your prime anymore. You're on the decline. It.
2: it simply means you ain't got it no more. Yeah, you're on the decline. Oh, that's you what can't. I would just say. Right. <laughs> like, is that a, is that a boy thing?
1: I'm trying to appeal I'm just trying to appeal to the youth of America.
2: I didn't know. I listen. Okay, when did I realize it? 28? Yeah.
1: 28. 28 <laughs> you were washed. 28. All right. So I you lasted to... a couple more years than me.
2: Well, what happened to me? Well, here's the thing. I've never been a big drinker. So that wasn't my thing. But I've I've always worked in sports. Um, Not always, except when I came here in 2011, 2014, and I did the morning show. Uh But I used to work in the central time zone where the news comes on at 1030. I had to be at work at 230. The
1: best time zone, by the way.
2: Yes, it is. I used to think that that was great. I said, oh, my gosh, I have the best schedule in the world. I don't have to get up till noon because I'll have to be at work at 2.30. And it's like, oh, you know what? I don't get off work till 10.30. That's kind of late. But that's okay because the club doesn't get popping until like 11.30. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. listen, bruh, round about 28. <laughs> I said, woo, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm washed. Sleep started hitting me at around 9.30. And I said, oh, my God, I still have a show to do at 10 o'clock. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's when I realized. 28.
1: 28 is when Keeley was washed. I was yeah. 26. Stone's still in his prime. There's no washed yet with him. Get it in still, while
2: you can. Yeah. I'm you're 23.
3: I'm heading down to Fort Lauderdale tonight on the Bright Line, though, just so I can drink and I don't have to drive. I'm taking the Bright Line. Mm-hmm.
1: What a smart man. Mm-hmm.
3: What well, yeah, but see, but See,
2: what well, Ken and I are trying to tell you at around 26 or 28, you would need to make sure you had a companion with you that yeah. wasn't drinking as much because you could easily fall asleep on said Bright Line and not uh-huh. get off.
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, that's just, and then you
2: got people waking you up. And yeah, it's homeless, like, hey, like, bro. Out.
1: You got to get off the train, right? <laughs> uh, and, and but that's because Brightline is so comfortable, and that's because if you get the premium, the premium service, which I do, I don't travel Brightline without going premium. Uh, you get Fancy. served drinks and snacks on the train because what I've done since being washed, uh, I've decided that I appreciate the finer things in life, and so that's <laughs> why I go, I go the premium route with Brightline. It is the only way to get through South Florida. Uh, Want to go to the Heat game? Well, we'll forget last night happened. But are you going to the Heat game? You're going to see the Heat and the Calves on Friday. Well, use Brightline. It's the only way to get to the heat. I mean, come on, why would you take your car at this point? It'd take you four hours when it takes you about forty-five minutes to get from West Palm to Miami. It's easy. GoBrightline.com or the free Brightline app. Kids ride free in the month of March. Take advantage of this. Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm. The stations are beautiful. They're gorgeous. Easy to get to in the train experience. Well, it is second to none. That's Brightline. Go Brightline.com and the free bright line app uh, a couple of uh, these quarterbacks that are being thrown out here on social media by the way if the name isn't Aaron Rodgers or the name isn't Matt Stafford who in the NFC is Super Bowl capable who give me a name make a case 888 Danny Salomon tweets probably Kyler Murray it's slim pickings now I agree with that but again Kyler Murray hates his team right now. Like They're in a contract dispute, and Keeley, the last time we saw Kyler Murray, he was throwing the ball across his body as he's being dragged down in the end zone, and it's caught by a ram who walks two <laughs> steps into the end zone for a touchdown. So it's easy to say Kyler Murray because we think he has it, but he also, on the biggest stage, completely face-planted and embarrassed himself which is why I think there is such distrust between the two sides right now.
2: Yes. Let me, let me pivot for two and a half seconds. We're still talking about quarterbacks, but I think that Mike tannum we're taking it for face value what he said. It seems as if what he meant was if you don't have a quarterback, you can't be in contention in the AFC.
3: Yeah, that's why he mentioned Russ Wilson and the Broncos right. have a seat at the table.
2: And the NFC, though, it is wide open. Because you don't, because we don't have anyone after Dak, or when you're looking at Kyler Murray. So, uh, uh, listen, you might see Peg Leg Jameis come out of the <laughs> NFC Old South Peg Leg and James with the, eye the patch. NFC South. They, they could, they the fourth seed. He you go. He's been working. He's been rehabbing. His videos
3: are hilarious.
2: So that's, well, that's 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 all I want to say. So I'm not really pivoting too much. I'm just yeah. Saying, no, what you're I mean? and you're right. That's what, what you're what right. We meant. But contention in the AFC.
1: Requires a lot more work now than contention in the NFC. And that's the thing is that it is open in the NFC. No, 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 no. It doesn't upset me. Um, But in the NFC, you you have a a glorious opportunity, Mm -hmm. much less so in the AFC. So... Do you have a quarterback? Who do you trust other than the defending MVP and the guy who just won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. to be able to take advantage of a, a really remarkable and unprecedented situation? Because it's up for grabs, but who do you actually trust outside of those two unless those two just sort of run roughshod over the rest of the
2: conference? And maybe, and maybe the answer today on March 10th, 2022, is nobody. Until be, yeah. until we get to mini camps, until we get to training camp, and see what these contract disputes are looking like. Because, yes, Kyler Murray and his team are at odds right now. But, as you and I both know, we've been doing this such a long time. Although you're at odds with the front office, you're cool with your boys in the locker room.
1: Sure, sure, absolutely. Now, Captain Murica sort of makes the point, uh, along the lines of something you mentioned earlier, Keeley, doesn't the rest of the roster sort of dictate a Super Bowl-capable Quarterback, Mm. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's certainly something to that. And you made that point uh, when it comes to Matt Stafford. And I think that Jimmy G is the perfect – and, and by the way, Jimmy G is still technically a 49er. We just sort of said, yeah, he's not going to be back in San Francisco, but he's still technically a 49er. -hmm. But how do you think he's been to two Super Bowls or uh, nearly two Super Bowls in San Francisco? Because he had a really good roster around him. He, uh, He goes back to Dak. You would think that what surrounded him would have been enough, but it turned out not to be, not even to get to an NFC championship, not even to win a playoff game. So yeah, that matters, but you also need a quarterback that may have to get Herculean at some point, and none of those guys have.
2: Yeah. Uh... I, I, I feel like I have no comeback for that because, for once in our lives, I agree with what you're saying. <laughs>
1: yeah, my God. I'm about to stroke out. I
2: Please don't do that. Please don't <laughs> do that. We, Me and Stone love you too much, and plus, we need you for the next um, hour <laughs> uh-huh. and 16 minutes.
1: Okay. I, I will try and stay in conscious. And by the way, Old Man Roman tweets Matt Ryan.
3: So there's Matt Ryan. I mean, uh, there's. There's an argument for Matt Ryan because he's been there before, but other than that, there's nothing, right?
1: Yeah, and that was what eight, eight years ago now. At this point, yeah, it was. And, and uh, Matt Ryan's old now; like he's he's getting old. Wait, when
2: they went to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: it was
2: sixteen. Yeah, was it sixteen? It was either sixteen or seventeen because Xavier was born.
1: Oh, it was like five and years remember, ago then. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I
2: remember putting putting him down to sleep for halftime, and then I came back and I went, "What happened? What happened? <laughs> when? What did I miss?" Yeah. So I think that was either sixteen or seventeen because I remember being kind of in a baby stupor. But yeah.
1: this is where, like, this is my point. There's no obvious answer to this. Like, there's just, there's just not. It is it, it, if the AFC to have the seat at the table. That's a long table. We're talking mm-hmm. medieval castle. Uh, you know, having a, a a candlelit dinner, and in the NFC, it's sort of like my children's plastic like art table. Like that's the size of the table in the NFC, like sitting down and you're wondering who can actually like make the cut there. So
2: Well, uh, but to use that analogy, I would say that even though you have a smaller table, I don't think you have a smaller table. I think to the the point that you, you think are it's making,
1: bigger because the contention table, the,
2: the it's bigger. That's nice. messy. Like the kids' art table, yeah. but
1: there's paint all over it. But
2: the thing about a kids' art table Kool-aid. is that there's so many different things you can do with it. With this nice pristine table, this is what it is, and you bet not mess it up. But with kinda- the art table, you throw a couple of things in there. You're like, mm, this didn't work today. You know what? Let me try. I, I want a purple. Well, I don't have purple. You know what though? I got some blue over there. I got some red over there. You know what? Blue and I red make they make
1: purple. Oh my god, Keeley just
2: out analogy
1: the hell out of me. She
3: I, did. Know,
2: I do what I can, man. To Keely, that
1: was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Keely, to
3: your point, like it's such a quarterback centric league right now, and uh-huh. the AFC is loaded. So I'm gonna do it again, Ken. I'm sorry, but so many guys are gonna be up for the task. Like there's such an opportunity mm-hmm. for each of these guys to insert themselves. Who knows if Kirk Cousins and the Vikings don't start the season six and zero, and we start that train? Like there are so. So much opportunity for these guys to just sit at the table, put their foot mm-hmm. in the door. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. it will be awesome. And, and I know from a quarterback's perspective, like an offseason, you can really gain a lot of confidence in the offseason. And mm-hmm. when you understand that, it's wide open. It can right.
1: be a lot of fun, and you can, you can be dangerous. Which quarterback gets to sit next to Rodgers and Stafford at the NFC contention table? There we go. 888 760 I like the contention table. I like the, the mental view of it that I have here uh, with them all sitting and maybe painting. Some are drinking Kool-Aid. Some have cookies. I sort of <laughs> like that entire thing. Uh, Keeley, uh, I wanted to give you, because we value you, okay? Uh, and and you are a, a key contributor to this show and uh, we just downright adore you. I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to choose what we, uh, we do next here. So I'm going to give you a couple of options and you just tell me which direction you want to go in. Uh, okay? Okay. Um, do you want to discuss the New York City hiker who got lost twice in two days? Uh, do you want to uh, talk about the world's largest strawberry or do you want to hear about Jerry Jones love child
2: hmm decisions decisions because Jerry Jones's love child while that sounds juicy it's like but is it really you're right you're so bull. but is you, it you just pegged it is What's it juicier? like shocking that that a billionaire has a baby out of wedlock that nobody knew about I mean shoot Strom Thurmond had a whole black kid Yeah, you sure
1: did. we didn't a whole black child
2: <laughs> but you're like Wait a minute. Aren't you like a racist? Yes, but however. Uh-huh. <laughs> here's yeah. here's my black daughter.
1: That's true. That we didn't know
2: about. So but you can we hear about the strawberry sure. and Jerry?
1: Uh yeah, but let's let's do one here. We've okay. got plenty of time still. Cool. Uh like you said, we have an hour and well not sixteen minutes anymore, but um but we have it. So the world's largest strawberry. Uh so this this is <laughs> uh we, we go to Israel, okay. The Guinness Book of World Records an Israeli strawberry was certified by the Guinness World Records as the world's heaviest at a farm in Israel. There was a strawberry that grew weighing about ten ounces with its stem and it cannot fit in the palm of a human hand. How about that
2: so how can you imagine so here's here's the question
1: mm-hmm.
2: how much does it a regular strawberry weigh. Because uh, 10 ounces is a lot, but it doesn't sound like a lot in the grand scheme of things. But when you think about it in the terms of strawberries, so if a regular strawberries, like one ounce, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's huge.
1: That's a great question.
2: Let uh, stone, me see. I'm looking at stone, it online.
1: Yeah, if you could Google uh, average strawberry weight. I got it. Outstanding. One oh.
3: small strawberry, seven uh, grams.
1: Seven, oh. Yeah, seven grams, 10 ounces, not even close. Guinness yeah. World Record.
2: I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's, it's, (laughs) you know, what? whenever you see those things too, you're like, so, but after you weigh it, what do you do with it?
1: Well, he froze it because he needed Guinness to come to Israel and weigh it. Right. So he put it in his freezer. Now, what I say is what if it became heavier in the freezer because there was ice now on its interior?
3: Guinness ain't going to let that slide. They're going to let that thaw out.
1: So you're saying that Guinness has it all under uh, all under control?
3: Oh yeah, they've seen these. they They've seen
2: this stuff before.
1: They're up for the task. Would you say? <laughs> yes, I
2: would. <laughs> so, this variety uh, of strawberry is known for producing large fruits. Yeah. There you go. Because it looks up.
1: Would you feel bad eating it? That's my question. Would you feel bad eating it if you grew this monstrosity of a fruit? It's a it's a historic fruit. Yeah. Do you save it forever? Do you freeze it forever?
2: Well, or- you can't, though. But, I, but yes, you'd feel odd. If I was it.
3: sharing it with the right people, I'd be very oh, he's happy. He's
2: got a few of them. He's got a few of them. So, so, what you do keep? Work. If I
1: was sharing it with the right people, what do you do? Invite friends over and you cut it up into equal pieces and you sit it in joy and say, Wow, I'm glad we grew this gigantic, big ass strawberry. Yeah, hell yeah. You
3: drive down to Key West, <laughs> you go somewhere on vacation and you bring that thing along. Keep it in the cooler. <laughs>
2: what? Uh, or do you make daiquiris? Do you see? Now, here's Ooh, the question yeah. Do you make yeah. daiquiris? Do you make uh-huh. shortcake?
3: Uh-huh. Or do you make
2: like a strawberry pie?
1: All of them. It's that big.
2: <sighs> I
3: was going to say, yeah, you can do
1: multiple dishes with that strawberry. You're 100% right. Well done, Stone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big crazy. strawberry. <laughs> yeah, that was very fulfilling. I'm glad we went that route. Um, uh, so uh, we will uh, will continue to let you, though, Keely, because, again, we value you. We're going to let you choose your own adventure here throughout the show. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely, because Stone, we do that for those we care about, correct? Yes, that is absolutely the case. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ben Simmons returns to Philadelphia tonight. That should be uh, an unbelievable bleep show. We're going to talk an awful <laughs> lot about that. And uh, 76ers fans, I need to get into your heads because I need to know, why are you people so angry in that city? She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica live on ESPN 1063. Hey, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit FAU.edu slash MBA Sport.
1: All right, let me let me throw this out there. Okay, just just me for a moment, Keely and Stone. Um we've been talking about We always do. I know. More more than you know or care to ever. Uh, it, we're, we're talking AFC. You need a quarterback. And I know I'm using Mike Tannenbaum as gospel here, but bless him for allowing me to use him as a jumping-off point for this discussion. But in the AFC, you need a quarterback to have a chance. Is it possible, is it possible that Mike McDaniel, based on his track record— of developing Jimmy G, making him a competitive seat at the table, NFC quarterback, came roughly two plays away from a Super Bowl this past year, two years ago, went to a Super Bowl, that maybe Tua can have a seat at that contention table in the AFC. Huh? Huh?
0: You're horrible!
1: <laughs> You're horrible! I just thought I would throw it out there, Steve. Is hey. that
3: is that enough? Come on! I told you before the show started that I think Miami fans would be happier if Carson
1: Wentz made the trip down to South Beach.
0: You are
1: ridiculous. <laughs> what is your love for Carson Wentz? A man who, by the way, is he is he is absolutely more breakable than a glass bottle on concrete. That's my. What is your what is your your obsession with Wentz? Here, here
3: it is. When you can coin a nickname, Commander Carson, I'm right behind you. Yeah, boy. I'm rooting for you big time. But. <sighs> I think there's more to Carson Wentz than there is to it. But to answer your question, there is a lot of untapped potential, quote-unquote, from Mike McDaniel, and I think all three of us firmly believe that.
1: I'm not saying, like, Super Bowl right now, but what I am saying is can't he at least be, and couldn't this Dolphins team at least make some waves? Couldn't they at least be in contention, sit at that contention table, if Mike McDaniel can mirror what the 49ers did with Jimmy G. Isn't there a possibility? I know Tui's not going to do anything Herculean, but if he's consistent, especially with that defense, if we're going to use the argument of, oh, it depends what's around that quarterback, I can't you at least make the case?
2: Uh, okay. Okay. Yes, you could, because anything is possible. However, I don't know if we necessarily want to compare it to the work he did with Jimmy G, only because we knew who Jimmy G was before he got to San Francisco, and he studied under Tom Brady. So so Mike McDaniel was already working with something. Yeah, th- but there- And not that, not that you're not working with anything with Tua, but this ain't Alabama no more.
3: Right, but there are a lot of a lot of similarities in their game style. Like they are a liability in deep ball or throwing the ball down the field, and they're both good. Like you know, RPOs, which is run pass option kind of stuff. And th- like I said, they're a liability. That's where they they are similar and they are comparable. But I I, I do love your point. Yet yeah, Tua was definitely not studying under Tom Brady. I guess you could say he was stuttering under under Nick Saban, but not the same thing. No. <laughs> the
1: the that Washington fan base like it's fine. I'm glad that Stone likes Carson Wentz, but. That is the most Commander underwhelming, quote-unquote, blockbuster that I can remember. I mean, <laughs> hey, uh, we we went for Aaron Rodgers. Ah, couldn't get him. Ah, maybe we can get Russell Wilson. No. Okay, let's call Indy and go get Carson Wentz. Like, right, what a snooze fest <laughs> that is. The fact that, and Evan mentioned this in his 11.55, The Athletic is reporting that Frank Reich went to ownership in in Indy, went to Ursa and apologized for Carson Wentz. <laughs> there is no way that's true. Oh, really? So it's Stone Labanowitz of the Athletic. I, I wasn't being
3: serious. I'm just saying that is insane. <laughs> if athletic. If that were to be true in that first meeting, I mean that's tough. That's tough to get over. Like if you're Carson Wentz and you hear that's how your head coach treated, you know, the news. I'm. I, I didn't mean it when I said that's not true. I mean like, wow, that's that's big. That's a hurdle.
1: Yes, it absolutely is a hurdle. He lasted one year, and and uh, I know, Stone, you love him, but when you are worth two third-round picks, mm. that's not a big deal.
3: Yeah, that's very telling.
1: That is not a big deal. You know, it is a big deal. 76ers fans get themselves all <laughs> lathered up because tonight they are going to boo and boo-a-boo a, boo, a man who's not even playing. They can't wait, and this shows you what type of poverty franchise the Sixers are. This is going to be their biggest game during the process era, and the object of their scorn ain't even playing Sixers' poverty franchise. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.